Welcome everybody to Bible on the Rocks. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew chapter 5. As a general disclaimer, the views and opinions shared are those of the participants only and do not necessarily reflect those of any Christian denomination, nor do they reflect those of any of our sponsors. So, sit back and enjoy as we explore the Bible with Bible on the Rocks. My name is Jeremy Spittle, and I am drinking Virginia Distillery Company Cider Cask Finished Whiskey. Whoa. Oh, oh. Is that sitting right in front of you? Because that's a lot to remember. Yeah, I know. I was like, where did that come from? No, I do not have a bottle in front of me. I would call it a marriage of Scotch malt whiskey and America's whiskey finished in a cider cask. Ah, where's Virginia Distillery? Uh, south of Charlottesville. Is that the one, Is that uh, the one that Sully talks about? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We have a friend, and we yeah. went over to his house. Which playoff game? The Bills versus, was it Miami? Yes. Yeah. And um, and he is big into bourbon. Yeah. It's bourbon and whiskey, because he had yeah, Red Rust, too. Around. But anyway, he had that Virginia distillery. He had, like, a sampler of all of their yeah. stuff. Yeah, it was pretty good. Main, yeah. Yeah. I like it. My name is Jameson, and I am drinking the premium Kirkland's ah. small batch bourbon. This is pretty good, though, right? It actually is. Yeah. <laughs> Go Kirkland. <laughs> yeah. People make fun of Kirkland, but they they, they only sell high-quality stuff. Yeah, like some, I love their stuff, jeans. Yeah. yeah, I've had Kirkland yeah. jeans. Yeah. Some of their stuff is like... Like, it's not the cheapest stuff, but it's, like, quality stuff for a lower price. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. The stuff, their televisions, computers, yeah. whatever yeah. they have, it's all high quality. Costco, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor, no. <laughs> Yet. Yet. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Have we got Costco's sponsor this show? <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd, I'd, Let's just I would keep just talking do this about their bourbon. Time. Maybe yeah. they Signature spirits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who would advertise for this show? Uh, not being we keep, we keep trying to work on that, don't we? Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about Quip? I'm trying to think of who we <laughs> heard of Quip. I hear a lot of uh, ads for BetterHelp.com. Oh, BetterHelp, yeah. yeah. I hear a lot for um, for a while there. I was hearing a lot for the peanut butter whiskey. Oh. Who does the peanut butter whiskey? Screwball. Oh yeah, Screwball yeah, okay. was doing a lot of online oh. stuff. I have Spotify Premium, so I don't get ads. Oh, oh well. <laughs> even, during, even during podcasts? Yeah, no ads. Oh, wow. Oh, no, the of, podcasts have ads. Some my, bad, of the, my bad, my bad. Yeah, but I don't listen to a lot of podcasts anymore. that money. Still. Um, it's actually my daughter's account. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have a, Uh-oh. We're we have a family account. No, it's a family account. Yeah, it's we a, have family a family account, account but, she, yeah. but it's hers. She we did for the it. family account for Apple Music. So. Oh, are you serious? Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't listen to commercials either. I got well, it's the bundled up with like, uh, cloud storage and Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus or whatever, and, and that. And, uh, uh, don't, you don't have to explain yourself. Apple Music user. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, we do Amazon Music family, but... Mm. But my oldest, she also she, she had her own she yeah. had her own Spotify account. She was upset yesterday because she was like, "Oh, my uh, three months free is over." And uh, but they have a college um, kind of promo that you can get Spotify um, 
Hulu and Showtime for like five bucks a month. So she's just waiting to get her college oh, nice. email address and then she can sign up for that. <laughs> yeah, have her ship me her uh, login so I can watch on Showtime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Her friends will be like, man, you watch some weird stuff. <laughs> I, know. I know. Where's she going to college? It's weird, though, because, yeah, because Hulu... It seems and- like you taste the, have the taste of a middle-aged man. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Hulu and Showtime aren't even, like, they aren't even owned by the same, like, Paramount and Showtime are. Um, yeah. So I don't know how they came up with that, but uh, she's going to Mary Washington. Ah, nice. The you, you can Eagles. get Paramount and... Sh- yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, they're the Eagles. Oh, I think Glenn Fry went there. Who's Glenn Fry? He's a member of the band the Eagles. Remember Glenn <laughs> Fry? <laughs> remember Smugglers Blues? That blues, was Glenn Fry. Blues yeah. Travelers. Yes, the oh, Blues yeah. Travelers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're getting. Him. Who else was in? Uh, oh, Don Henley was in the Eagles. Yeah. Don Henley. Right. Yeah. I'm Brett Hinky, and I'm drinking. <laughs> I was gonna say, I think uh, Brett lost, like right he, into, he lost yeah, the flow, yeah. but then he got back to it. Yeah, no, this is the flow, man. You gotta feel it. All right, so I'm Brett Hinky. I'm drinking a Jack's hard cider. What's next? Probably. My name is Eric, and I'm drinking Summit Cola Diet. Silly. Diet. Diet Cola, naturally flavored soda, distributed and sold exclusively. This is an exclusive, y'all. Nice. By Aldi out of Batavia, Illinois. Uh, and I'm telling the story tonight out of Matthew 5. Awesome. Um, now, I want you guys to imagine with me. Oh, good. I was hoping you would do mm-hmm. something like this. Mm-hmm. Good. Let's imagine. I want you to go with me, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can't right. believe we all did that. Yeah, that was good. The flashback, You're eh? Looking over a, a valley beside a mountain. Huh? It's misty. It's a misty mountain. Yeah. Hop. And the uh, the mist starts to clear, and these crowds are gathered at the bottom of the mountain. Mm-hmm. As the mist cuts away from the people, you see it roll up the mountain. As it rolls up the mountain, out of the mist, a man appears. Who is it? Is it John Smith? (laughs) 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 The angel Moroni? Or maybe Michael, the archangel? Is it Moses coming down off the mountain to speak to the people? Who is it, Eric? It's Jesus. Oh, okay. He sees the people gathering. And he goes up on the mountain. And he goes... Full Oprah on their asses. You get a blessing. You get a blessing. You get a blessing. Everybody gets a blessing. It's the giveaway show. Check under your seats. (laughs) (laughs) And Jesus is like, poor people, blessed. Right? (laughs) Mourning people, blessed. Mourning people. Uh, M-O-U-R-N. Oh, Oh, okay. Screw you, night people. Not not those that like to get up and have their salmon in the morning. (laughs) Meek people, blessed. Mm. Right? Hungry and thirsty people, blessed. And the meek were (laughs) like, yeah. Oh, the meek, yeah. Merciful. about time the meek got something. (laughs) Pure in heart, none of us here, blessed. (laughs) Good for them. (laughs) Good for those (laughs) peacemakers, blessed. Mm. Right? 
the persecuted because they're righteous, good stand-up folk, blessed. Just blesses them all. Blessings. From the Lord. Mm. Dang. And he says, if somebody's mean to you, blessed. If they say all kinds of evil things against you and about you, blessed. And he says, be happy, y'all. Because you've got the greatest reward, right? And remember, the prophets before you, blessed, even though they were persecuted. And all the people are like, that's dope, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. It's in the it's in the Greek. Uh, I don't remember the word for it, but dope. 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 Yeah. So all these, like Jesus is hype. All the people are hype. And he just keeps preaching, man. It's, it's like he's giving... It's like he's giving a sermon on the mount to these people. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. They ought to you, really you just come up with that? Yeah, they, they ought to really con- consider calling this. That's a, that's that'd be a great name for it, right? That, you know, oh, man. Effect, yeah. Maybe like preaching on the hillside? Yeah. Mm. No, nah, that didn't work. Oh, uh, storytelling on the stones? Yeah. Shout the, the shout it from homily on the hill. <laughs> oh, homily on the hill is pretty darn good. Yeah, that is. We should. Yeah, do we could go with that one, man. We should do a new translation of the Bible, and that'll be the, <laughs> the that'll be the chapter heading. Shouting from the mountain. Oh, nice. that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, listen, listen, listen. He gives out all these blessings, right? And everybody's like, everybody's like hype. They're like, yeah, we're like the prophets. Uh like excited for people to like be mean to them mm-hmm. and uh and then he's then he goes on to like describe like these people who are blessed right he says they're like the salt of the earth kind of people mm. right salt which is a seasoning okay used to bring out the flavor and things that you eat. Enhance. This is true. It is it's yeah. a preservative it's a, too. A, a preservative and yeah. an answer, right? I'm sure he was meaning for that deep understanding of salt to share with these people, right? Hmm. But he says, "Look, if salt loses its saltiness, what's it good for? You just you throw it down and you walk on it." You could you could melt the ice off your sidewalk, which is what oh, I that's did. That's what you just said. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You just we, said that, and I used some, I used some salt I think this Eric week. Just said that. I yeah. used some salt this week. We yeah. had a little blast of snow yesterday. Oh yeah, up there on the mountain, some snow and ice. Oh, you and I, did really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Canceled school yesterday. Ooh, and nice. I, wow, I used some salt under my feet on the the walkway, right? And he's like, he's like, do you want to be that? And they're like, no. He's like, what should you be? They're like salty salt, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, yeah getting all riled up." Mm-hmm. Salty, 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 salty. Wasn't salty and, the little guy? Like the little, uh, wasn't he like uh, on that one show? He was like the little Bible guy, and his name was Salty. <laughs> I don't know. With a P, though, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that his name? Yeah. I thought you were going to talk about the little Dookie guy from. Uh, from South Park. From South Park. What's his name? Mr. Hanky. Merry <laughs> <laughs> hey Christmas. <laughs> you got Don't little, you got little feet towel. for such a big guy. 
I just right. noticed that. Who? You got teen little feet for a big guy. These are size 13s, homie. Are they really? Yeah. You might oh, just Maybe it's that style of shoe. A little inebriated. Yeah, 13. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah, and then he and then he he changes and he's like, not only are you, should you be the salt, but you also should be the light, mm. right? A light shifting gears, also a disinfectant oh. if it's ultraviolet, right? I think sunlight disinfects so ultraviolet rays in the sun. Yeah, yeah, I think there are. Like UV, yeah. yeah, and when it's dark. And you can't see where you're going, or like if you're traveling down a dark country road, mm-hmm. and you think, "I think I'm lost." Like when I come to Jeremy's house and I miss the turn to his house almost oh, yeah. every single time, because yeah. <laughs> it's out here in the middle of nowhere, no yeah. freaking yeah. streetlights. Oh, okay, from true. the mountain. Listen, yeah. listen right. it's yeah. different. It's different. It's different. <laughs> um, right, you, you don't know where you're going. Still to get to get to Eric's house yeah. and. But you're driving, and all of a sudden, as you crest the hill, there's the town that you're driving to, all lit up. It's like a like a city on a hill. Yeah. You can see the light. Like Noakesville. Yeah, you know, it's like downtown Noakesville. <laughs> you see the light. You, you can you know, see, see the uh, Hectors. See the light from the yeah, dollar right, store. Yeah. Trying to get the <laughs> dollar free. You can see Joe's, pe- no, sorry, Carini's, pe- no, sorry, the... Uh, 7-Eleven <laughs> on the corner. The, the breakfast place. The halal breakfast place. Right? Oh, yeah. No, wait. And now it's a Tex-Mex place, right? Yeah. yeah. Man, that place has changed hands a lot. Yeah. And even, and even, and like the salt, right? If you let it lose its saltiness, like you just, it's no good. Like, why yeah. would you, why would you take a light that's illuminating the darkness, that's providing you warmth and comfort why would you take that light and hide it under a bowl a bowl oh yeah. no why was why was the song when we learned as a kid hide under a bushel mm-hmm. no i'm gonna let it yeah shine. what's a bushel yeah. a basket oh it's, it it's is? a basket i oh. mean they use it for crabs usually bushel oh, okay. of crabs you know yep. Well, I, I don't, know, I don't know if it's the same size as a historical biblical bushel, but I mean, yeah, I'm yeah. sure it's gotten smaller over time. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell her. All right, like, don't hide it. It's getting smaller over time. <laughs> don't hide yeah, it. You put it on, yeah, you put it. He's like, guys, you don't. That's stupid. Like, are you guys morons? You don't put it under a bowl. You put it on a stand so it yeah. so everybody can see it. Right. You don't dim yourself for anyone. Mm. You let your light shine, right? So people can see it. And they could know that by your light, our Father in the heavens is good. Right? And the people are like, yeah, we're going to go shine our lights for the Lord. And then he shifts gears again. Oh. Like Jesus is all over the place. It's su- yes, yeah, skirty, 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 skirty. It's really dynamic, right? He's blessing everybody. He's telling them to be salt in the light. And then he shifts gears again. And he says, listen. You gotta be pepper too. I know what y'all are thinking. I know you think that I'm here to get rid of all the rules. Mm. Right? You think I'm here to abolish the law. And they're like, yeah. F the law. <laughs> we want to eat cheeseburgers and shrimp. Yeah. Surf and turf. Yeah. 
And he says, no, like I'm not surf, here to do that right now. He said, sorry, surfing bird, surfing bird, salmon and eggs. That's what Jeremy can eat. Surfing yeah. bird. Oh, yeah, sorry. No I didn't mean to be insensitive to your um, salmon and eggs. That sounds amazing. I love salmon and with eggs. With capers on the side? Yeah, I would do that. Um, not a caper. Guy, I don't even know yeah. what capers are. They're like little green things. I know, like, what are they? They look like little hops. But yeah. what are they? They're actually a the bud of a flower before it flowers. A caper flower? Yeah. They taste... You're just making that shit up. Hey, Siri. She didn't hear me. They're like pickled or something. I mean, they're like... Oh, somebody Siri heard me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they have, a, they have like a... I don't know, like an earthy up. flavor, kind of. Yeah. It's tangy, though, right? They're tangy? Yeah, they're yeah. tangy. Okay, I found this on the web. flavor <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that wasn't Siri. Siri's a girl. Right? That was weird. Um... You want to read that description of what a yeah, caper is? Yeah, tell us what a caper is. Tell us what a caper yeah. is. All right. What did I say? You said the bud of a flower, which I think uh, is dumb. Caparis spinosa, the caper bush, also called Flinders rose, is a perennial plant that bears rounded, fleshy leaves and large white to pinkish white flowers. The plant is best known for the edible flower buds used as a seasoning or garnish and the fruit, both of which are usually consumed Salted or pickled. pickled. Uh, oh, ah, pickled. pickled. Good yeah. call, Jamie. Bring it back down to salt. Jamie James. The, the pickled buds. Flowers pickled called bud. a Flanders rose, like Bart yeah. Simpson's next door neighbor. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, Flinders. Oh, Flinders. Hi, Diddleio, neighbor. Would you like some of my capers? <laughs> Shut up, Flinders. <laughs> Jeremy, I want to say on the record, I'm sorry that I doubted you and said it was dumb. You were right. You are a well cultured man. I try. Jameson, I never doubted you about it being pickled. Pickled. <laughs> I knew Jameson had it like that. <laughs> Jameson knows his pickled like, goods. Yeah, I do. Um, anyways, All right, then what happens Anyways, next? anyways, what happens next? Yeah. Oh, yeah so sorry. he's like, the law, you guys think I'm here to abolish, like, I'm not here to abolish the law. I'm not here to get rid of the, the rules. I'm here to fulfill them, right? And he, and, he talk, and he tells them, he's like, the law is, the law is the, is the shit. Right? Like, nothing, the law is going to stay forever. Like, all of heaven and earth shall pass away, and the law is still going to be established, right? Until everything is accomplished. It's kind of vague, but the people were like, yeah. Everything. Everything. Accomplished, right? They're just like, they're going with him. They're just tracking. They're eating right off his hands. And he's like, look, if anyone. Literally. Yeah. He fed them with like two loaves of fish. is that the same story? That was no, a different but crowd. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but it might have been the same people. I mean, he could have if he wanted to. <laughs> it's it's very possible they were gathered there again because they thought they were going to get another good meal. Yeah, probably. Right? It's yeah, it's true. Maybe. They could have been there. They thought. And Jesus is like, you think it was Sam? You're not fish? getting. I'm oh, not giving. I'm, I'm not here to give dinner. Nice. I'm here to give blessings. Blessings. And blessings. I want a blessing. I want a blessing. Um, I want a blessing. And he talk and and Jesus tells him like, look, the law is really important. It. I'm here to to bring it to its fulfillment. It's going to be there forever until I until everything is accomplished. And like anybody anybody who tries to like do away with these things, right? Uh, they're suckers. Like the people that try to that will try to get out, get away from the law, they're like losers. The the least in heaven. When everything's said and done, the people that were like, the law is trash. Loose translation there. We're going to be the, the least in heaven. 
He said, but the people who, the people who, who keep the law and teach these things, they're going to be called great, right? They're top dog up in heaven. And it does suggest that there's a hierarchy in the world to come, which would be interesting. Right. Mm. Um, I've often, I've often wondered, like if I'm, I'm probably going to be in the least. That's pretty much bet. I'm hoping to get there, but I'll probably be least. And then he says, like, I'm, I'm telling you, unless your righteousness is more than that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you won't even make it in. It's a really kind of weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. Because he rebukes the teachers of the law at some, at some points in time, because, you know, they're, they're so focused on the law and not, not necessarily the people. So, yeah. He uses some really crass language too to talk about them. Oh, really? Yeah. What? Yeah. He calls them like vipers. Oh, the oh, Pharisees? Yeah. yeah. That's like yeah. bad. He's like, he, it's vipers. He's like blind. Like, he's like blind men. He's like, what would be uh, the equivalent of viper now? Like, what if you call him, is that like the equivalent of calling him like the C word? No. It'd be ho. Oh, okay. Vipers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like a like a like a, sl- a slippery slippery snake. Yeah. Um, I don't know who's somebody that. What do you call somebody that's like a shyster? Right? They'd be like shysters. Like they'd be mm. like slick rick shysters. Like con men. Con men. Okay. Right. Mm. Trying to pull one over on you. Getting close without you know it, and then all of a sudden, whoosh, bite your ass. That would be pretty insulting if you were like a Pharisee, which would be. I can think like about a priest, like a yeah. priestly, but think well, about, not a priest, but a not an old sense of the priest. Like a Pharisee is a teacher of the law. A priest would have just done the sacrifices, but they they would be like respected people, and you call them like a shyster, like yeah. a snake oil salesman. Yeah, or think yeah. about the yeah, think good. about the stories they would associate it with that, right? The first, where's the first time a, a snake shows up uh, with no legs? Uh, a serpent shows up in the scriptures. Oh, yeah. Genesis. Whoa. Right? Yeah. Like, that's that's pretty harsh. Yeah. 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 Right? He's yeah. like, talks about uh, the bronze serpent. Like, when he talks, like, their righteousness is like dirty rags, dude. You yeah. know, that's a euphemism for. I don't. Yeah. It's the rags that a woman would use when mm-hmm. she's on her period, dude. That's so what that's a euphemism. So now you'd be calling like a dirty tampon. <laughs> yeah. Oh. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. Do like a dirty Playtex. <laughs> it's like, I'm serious. He was hard on him. But he says, you got to be more Co-tex. righteous than those guys. Like, you got to be more righteous than yeah, those guys. Not a sponsor right? yet. And and then he like picked. This then he episode like, brought to you by Kotex Tampons. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on the go and it starts to flow, Kotex Tampons. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Bible on the Rocks brought to you by Summer's Eve douche. Douche. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I was going? Um, but he doesn't stop there, dog. He's like. He's like, for real. He's like, let's ramp it up. <laughs> he's like, ramp. He's like, let's ramp it up. He's like, murder? Nah. You hate somebody in your heart? Straight to jail. Straight to where? Jail. 
Oh, jail. Straight to jail. Go. Straight to jail. You think adultery is bad? You you lust after a woman. Straight to jail. You leave your wife, right? Anyone who divorces a wife? Straight to jail. Oh, so you make a promise and break that, Jack? Straight to jail. You've heard eye for an eye, right? But no. You let them slap you. They try to impose their will on you. You take it, right? Somebody wants to take your coat. You give them your undergarment too. He just ratches it up. He's like, we've lived our whole lives being taught like hate your enemy. But I'm telling you, the worst people, you love them. And really sets this standard for these people that nobody can meet. I mean, I know I can't meet it. Me either. Yeah. Hating somebody in my heart. Done it. Lust after a woman. Done it. Right? Divorce my wife. Was it Mitch? <laughs> Divorce my wife. Not done it. Freaking Mitch. <laughs> and that's that's like how chapter five ends. Nice. And end scene. And scene. Yeah, that was heavy. I'm not sure what happens in chapter six. I think his sermon keeps going. For yeah, six yeah, and seven. Six, six seven, and seven. Eight. And eight? Is it four chapters? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe three. The part I was interested in. Wait, is... what are these sermons called? Um, homilies on the hill. Okay. <laughs> I like shouting from the mountain. Yeah, shouting from the mountain. <laughs> from the mountain. <laughs> I mean, if you want to be like really basic, it'd be like Sermon on the Mountain. Womp, so womp. basic. Yeah. Basic. Bum, bum, that's bum. a basic. That's a basic bitch is calling. But he does keep preaching. But that's uh, that's it, man. He gets them all hyped up. Jesus was like super hype up, and then. He brought him back down. Like, I'm like, you're just saying, imagine being there. And you're like, yeah, we're blessed. And he's like, but you got to be better than Pharisees and you can't do all these things. Or you're done for. Probably better he led with the blessings. What does he mean, though, by the, this is the part I'm interested in. What does he mean by when he says, I didn't come to abolish the law, I came to fulfill it? Oh, you want to know what he ends with? I didn't even say this. Okay. I'm going to quote. Be perfect, therefore, <laughs> as your heavenly Father is perfect. That's what he ends with in chapter five. Be like me. WWJD. What would Jesus do? Well, and it says, and it, it talks about being fulfilling your oath. Like what you say you're going to do, do it. Like you know, don't don't be two faced and be like, yes, I, I'll do this, and then kind of do something else. Like be be honest in the promises and stuff that you make. He actually says, don't even do that. He's like, don't make oaths. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no. It's actually what he says. Yeah. He's like, oaths suck, dude. Just say yes or no. Yeah. You don't have to promise me you're going to do something if you just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, it's tough. But isn't what it's he's like saying... It's like the five-minute five manager. Isn't lead, what he's saying... with something good. Then you give <laughs> negative feedback, but you're yeah. supposed to close with something good. But isn't what he's saying... Um, Impossible to do. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh lotters a lot of scholars and theologians would say that's the point. Yeah. 
why? What's the point? That we can't ever get there ourselves. Like we can't do the things he said to do. Like nobody can do all that. We can try. Like we can make our best effort. But the the idea is we can't do it and we need somebody to do it for us, which hence would be why Jesus came and did all those things. Is that what he means by I came to fulfill the law? So like there's a lot of stuff in the law, right? And it's like and I think we, we think some of the stuff's important, some of the stuff's not important. It's like, like six hundred and some laws. Yeah. So like one for every bone. Sewing two fabrics together. So is that a sin if we sew two fabrics together? Two different types. Yeah. If you cut the corners of your beard, is that a sin? Mm. Yeah, according to Jesus. It and it seems well, it seems like Jesus talks about specific things that are it's important to do this. But then in other moments he's like it seems like he's saying like the Pharisees are picking out every single thing and they've lost like the the heart of the law, right? Which is like treat others well. I don't know, is he really is I mean he didn't say that here. He doesn't say it here. I think right. if you were to take the whole of Jesus's messaging, there are other places where he says that. Like you put these heavy burdens on people and you don't even carry them yourself. Yeah, so what would it mean like you've got to – what does he mean by you've got to be better than the Pharisees, do you think? Like the Pharisees would know the law, and if anybody's going to be – like if you say – like you said there's 600 some things, like the Pharisees would be the best at knowing what those things are. And and likely and likely doing them. Like you th- you think about – Yeah, but, but they're doing them because it, it's not necessarily their heart telling them to do it they're doing it because oh well this is what the law says but i think i think what jesus is saying here is yes there's there's no way that you're going to be able to be successful in all of this but if at least your focus can be to, to concentrate on being a better person i mean we're not saved by our you know the works that we do but if as a person as part of humanity if we're just trying to be the best person we can and have compassion for others, help others or whatever. I mean, I think ultimately that's, that's what his hope is for us. That, that so we just if we're just good enough. But I feel like well, the Pharisees were trying to be. This is what it's is the letter tough. of the law. The Pharisees are following the Jameson, what you're describing to my at least with my perception is they were following the letter of the law, but they weren't following the heart of the law. I mean, which the heart of the law is to take care of each other. Right. Or it's to like love God, right? So like why well, they does... go together. They go together. Yeah, sure. But like so it's like it becomes like an empty shell, right? Like I go through the motions. But they don't really care about the people. Yeah. Well, I mean if we're if we're not given this... Or about God so much. Or about like loving God. I mean I just feel like if we're not given some type of direction that ultimately there would just be chaos and there would be kind of no meaning to the world at all so i think some of this is just kind of to give us direction knowing we're not going to be perfect in any of it but if we can at least try and focus on some of it and 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 strive to be as godly as possible that um you know it makes the world a better place well but there's lots of people who didn't get this they didn't get the law they don't they didn't get this revelation and those cultures weren't complete chaos. They still had rules. They still had ways of doing things. I think even if you look at some of the uh, 
isolated tribes that exist now. I think there's only a handful of them, but I mean, they have rules and they have people set up rules. Yeah. yeah they, Cause the CS Lewis talks about it as the ought to like, no matter what you believe or what you know, there's an ought to, right? Like yeah. I, but there, there's, I mean, rules. he would argue that's like uh, general revelation type stuff. I don't know what he would say. Yeah, I mean, there are rules and they're told to follow it and there'll be consequences if you don't, but that doesn't mean that their heart is in it. Like I'm doing this because, I feel this is the right thing to do. They're doing it because, oh, this is the, this is the law of our culture and this is what we're going to do. And that's kind of what the that's what we're talking about. The leaders of the law back then, they're they're doing it because it's the law, not because their heart is in it. But I think Jesus wants our heart to be a part of it, too. I mean, and that's why we have free will. I mean, like we can make that decision for ourselves. Are we going to do this? Can we, are we going to? try to be kind to our neighbor or are we not? You know, so I, I think that's kind of where they're trying, he's trying to go with it. I don't know. Yeah. No, I hear you. But I think, you know, Paul talks about the law is written on every man's heart through their conscience and Romans. Even people that don't have the law, it's written on their conscience that there's certain ways to behave that are right and certain ways to behave that are wrong. And again, I think the whole point here is Jesus ramping that up. He's like, sure, you ain't never murdered anybody, but if you've ever hated somebody in your heart, then you have. Sure, you haven't committed adultery on your wife, but if you've lusted after a woman, then you have cheated on your wife, right? Sure, the sure the law says you can divorce your wife for whatever reason you want, but I'm telling you, divorce her unless it's sexual immorality, and it's wrong. He's, you know, making an oath on something, whether you keep it or not, like is is not something that you should do. Like don't make oaths. Just let your yes be yes and your no be no. And I think that the whole point of this is to ratchet it up and say, none of us can meet that standard. None of us can meet that standard. Sure, we can try, but trying is 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 the divorce part a good example of like you would be obeying the law. Like he he gives the example like you can divorce a wife for these things, and you would be obeying the law. But that's not why I wrote the law. I mean, there you see you see the point he's making there? It's like you can you can obey the law and feel good about yourself, but that doesn't utilizing the law doesn't make up for that you didn't treat another person like you should treat them. You know what I mean? Sure. No, I'm with you. I But that's I, but isn't that isn't that what his point like I'm trying to understand like what's the difference between being like a Pharisee who might have actually done a pretty good job at obeying the law. What did they miss? And I think the divorce one's the most clean and cut one. Like what you miss is, hey, the law allows you to do these things, but that's not what I want. Or that's not why I even gave you marriage, right? I don't know, maybe. All right. I mean he doesn't I mean, explain himself. I mean I, I just feel that it's like you can obey the law because you have fear that you're gonna be punished if you break the law, or you can obey the law because you as an individual are trying to do what's good and what's right. I mean, you know, I mean, I could, I could sit there and like, you know, the speed limit in this area is 60 and I can, I can sit there and go 80 and then worry, Oh, am I going to get pulled over because I'm breaking the law or can I just go 60 and be like, you know, I'm I'm trying to do the best that I can and not have that fear. So there's a there's kind of like two parts of the law I kind of think of. So one is the like don't do these things, right? So these are the rules. And then two, 
would be like, here's the consequences for it. So I think we, I think Christians would say, all right, the consequences piece, Christ paid those consequences, right? But then we also pull on like, hey, there's certain rules that you should follow, you should do, you should not do, but we don't do all of them from the Old Testament. So wh- why do we think that some of the rules or laws apply and some don't from the Old Testament? I'm sure it was what was, what was most convenient for them. Really? Yeah. So like eating meat, eating beef and stuff like or not beef, uh, eating pork? Yeah, pork. We just decided we wanted to eat pork? Christians Maybe. were like, we don't have to do that. We don't have to obey that law. I mean, I'm sure there came a time where they were like, pork, I tried it. It tastes good. And I mean, who doesn't like on. Yeah, yeah, who doesn't like bacon? And they were like, hey, it says here you can't. And people probably were like, well, it tastes really good. So let's just ignore that. I don't know if they did that back then, though. I don't know. That I mean, they knows. did. So they there's did. nothing more to it. We just think it's just like. We just pick and choose which ones we want to do. No, I'm sure there's more too, yeah. but I'm just yeah. throwing something out there. Well, like we if I if I really want to so... think of something that's good, all right, I'm just trying to think. Like, all right, think about think about your human desires, and you and you go with like pork over like any other law that you'd be like, like why are they so insistent on like um, sexual relations only within marriage? Why couldn't if it was convenient for them, couldn't they just be like, like why why throw put all your chips in on a, I want to eat pork now, but but I really want to enforce these rules to an extreme extent on at sometimes on like homosexuality or like sex before marriage. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in today's like what? Well, I mean, even then, like why do we pick and choose certain ones? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Right. So why is like, yeah. So in present day, it could be like, yeah, pork is still something we shouldn't need, but yeah, we could have sex with anybody. I mean, that's, that's kind of what you're saying. It's like, well, we pick, that we could eat pork even though it was saying that we couldn't and we were told not to have sexual relations like outside of marriage but we we chose oh it's okay to eat pork but we didn't choose oh it's okay to have sexual relations outside of marriage that's what you're saying right I mean, yeah so i chose like one but didn't choose the other type thing well it just seems like uh capricious just to like we're just like picking whichever ones we want like so like that's a a core quality of human nature is capriciousness i mean it's not i don't so but like the christian church is like can you help me probably not (laughs) understand like i'm i lost that i lost that train of thought like i what do we what's at the heart of what you're trying to say right now all right so what happens with jesus that leads the Christian church to say, here's certain things that we should try to follow from the old law. Even though we know, hey, we're going to mess up and we can be forgiven and that stuff if we have faith, but we should try to act this way. What changes with Jesus that decides like, all right, let's try to act this way and do these things, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff from the previous law that we're just going to be like, we don't have to do anymore. Besides the sacrifice piece, like I get the, I get like Jesus, I'm the Lamb of God and I'm paying the penalty for your sins. But then we still say, so even if that exists, so we don't need to have the sacrificial system anymore to pay the penalty for sin. But we still say some of these rules are good and we should do them. But we pick a certain subset of those rules and then the other ones we don't do. I, that's what I'm trying to say. So I would, what I would postulate. And does that mean that we have a certain interpretation of what Jesus means by? 
I came to fulfill the law. Yeah. yeah. So I would postulate that the vast majority of things in the law for the Jewish people were circumstantial to the ancient Near East. I don't have. Where's it? I said it. I, read, I said it out loud. It's but it's to the. It was circumstantial to the A and E, right? Ding, ding. So <laughs> when belief in Jesus starts to spread to other cultures that don't have those circumstantial rules, the circumstantial laws that applied to the Jewish people when they came out of a particular context, say the Gentiles, those circumstantial laws were at the periphery of what it was at the heart of the law, which is to be faithful to God by being faithful to one another. And so when Jesus says, I came to fulfill the law, right? Not to abolish it, but to fulfill it. I think there's a really good chance based off of everything he else, everything else he said that what he was talking about was the, the core of what it means to be a human being, which is, which in turn, Paul says is written on all our hearts, mm -hmm. which ultimately is to take care of each other, right? That's every, the one another's in the, there's like a bunch of one another's. I think there's like 21 or 22 of them, like what, how we should treat one another. And they all boil down to taking care of each other. Where do they, where, what do you mean the one another's? Where are those? Uh, like, uh, be kind to one another. Um, oh, okay. You know what I mean? All these things that they say, this is, this is what it means to look like somebody who's Jesus is to be kind to one another, to take care of one another, right? Who's my neighbor? Love your neighbor like you love yourself. Well, who's my neighbor? And then he tells the story of the, you know, the Jewish guy that gets left in the ditch and the Samaritan who's doesn't follow the laws or follow some weird mix of the law, right? He's the one that Worships comes along on high places and yeah. stuff like that instead of the temple. Yeah. yeah. And that guy helps the guy and he says he's the Samaritan who the Jewish people would have been like, ew, Samaritan. Yeah. Like he's the one that loves his neighbor. And when it comes time for those, for that idea to shift into other cultures, all of those circumstantial, circumstantial cultural laws, norms, you could even call them. That the Jewish people had became inconsequential. And the one that stuck was, right? The one that stuck was love each other. That's the one that stuck. And I think if you look at it from that perspective, then when Jesus says, I haven't come to abolish the law, I've come to fulfill it, and it won't pass away. And you've got to exceed the righteousness of the Pharisees. And then goes on to use all of these examples that have to do with what's at the heart of that, right? Or, or loving one another. He uses examples like murder, adultery, divorce. And even if you think about the oaths one, like you're using those oaths to have to convince people that you're going to do what you say you're going to do. Like just say yes or no and do what you say you're going to do because that's fundamentally in line with taking care of one another. Like you shouldn't have to wonder, is this guy really going to do what he says he's going to do? This guy really got my interest my interest at heart is this guy really going to take care of me or follow up on what he say he's saying he's going to do or she's saying she's going to do. And then when it spreads to the Gentiles and the rest of the world, those cultural norms for the Jewish people are left to the side. I think they were just there because it was the Jewish people. That's where the story unfolded from is from the Jewish people. I don't know. That's a hypothesis because ultimately that's what it boils down to is right. When Jesus says they're going to know your mind, it's not by 
the the cult any type of cultural norm at all or anywhere close to it. He says it'll know your mind by the way that you love one another. But there's some stuff even as Christians had gone out, right? So there's this moment where well, there's the Great Commission. So Jesus says, go make disciples of all nations, right? And then there's the early church, and the early church was Jewish converts at first, right? And then you started to bring the Gentiles in. You had disagreements. That's where you get Paul and Peter and stuff like that. And then if you believe those stories, there would be like special revelation to Paul and Peter about the Gentiles and that sort of thing. But there's – even as other nations came into – the church there's certain things that they would let fly and certain things that they wouldn't because of the cultural norms of that that group that it went into but what i mean is like some of the things that the group it would go into they would be like you shouldn't do this anymore and it usually was stuff that had to do with the way that we treat one another what about like traditions that had to do with the other gods they used to worship so like if there was a cultural norm about child sacrifices thing it probably had to do with like I need to appease another God. And so they're saying, now this is your Damn. God, right? This is your yeah. God. So you wouldn't do this anymore. So Don't I think, kill kids. Don't kill kids anymore. Yeah. So I think anything that might have had to do with specifically to a challenger to God or whatever, that would that has to go. But what about like- I mean, maybe so, but Paul on Mars Hill, he's standing amongst all these statues of the gods, and there's one that's the unknown God, and he's like, that's who I'm talking about. So those people were, that's Jesus, right? Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So those people <clears throat> who followed and worshiped the unknown God, right? He's saying, I'm making them known to you. Like, I don't think it was about the other gods. I think it was about aligning their lives with the purpose for, hum for, for humanity in the world, which God was revealing through Jesus, which is to set things straight. The world has become twisted. We build cultures and societies on imposing our will on other people, taking from other people to get what we want, getting the best deal possible, even if it hurts somebody else, right? Um, we are all sitting in this room dealing with stuff like that. Like every single one of us in here has an iPhone, right? Yeah. There's like child labor that went into making these iPhones. We're wearing clothes and it's very likely that somebody in a sweatshop is making these clothes and not getting paid a living wage and not able to survive in a very uh, a very human way that they're scrounging like the whole the this whole kind of idea is that it's not really about the gods it's about who we are as humans i don't i mean i may have lost the the track of what we were saying there but i just i don't think like it was you, about the you gods can't, you can't worship other gods and then Say you're also a Christian, though. Well, in essence, what does it mean to worship God? It means, right, to love Him, yeah, and to love everybody else, okay, and take care of and take care of each other. And and Paul is saying the unknown God that teaches you how to be a human being—that's Jesus. It's it's, I think it's bigger and deeper than just that. I think, but some some people, but can't you, like, couldn't you worship another God and still be nice to other people? Yeah, and I would say that that's quite possibly a representation of Jesus. Hmm. Interesting. Like I, I, I believe that you know Jesus said, "I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me." Right. Right. But He doesn't say that you have to verbalize or assent to some type of theology or belief system 
And if somebody comes to God and they're in another culture that they believe in a God that wants them to take care of each other and love each other, that that's still Jesus, even if they don't know it. That may be true, but what if you all, what if you just outright reject Jesus? Or outright reject taking care of each other? Right? I don't know. It seems, I don't a, know. Big, it gonna, seems a big leap to just say Jesus, just, Jesus is equal to taking care of each other. I understand where you're coming from. I don't agree with that, but... So there's, so there's like what I'm saying is you may, so like you, the gospel is revealed to you and let's say it hypothetically, let's say it's the actual gospel, right? I'm sure there's Christians that come in and say, and basically have a fair cycle about it. Like, Hey, follow all these rules. Right. And you'll go to, you'll, uh, you'll be able to meet God. But let's say it's like Jesus is revealed to them and they reject Jesus, but they're still like nice to other people. Well, it's not just, it's not just being nice. It's loving. It's faithfulness to other people. But also, don't we fail at that? Doesn't everybody fail at doing that? Sure. Which yeah. is the whole point of, of Jesus. Is okay. That, well, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He has made a way for us to... So why would he say, be perfect? Yeah, well, there's. you're probably looking at the Greek there, and I think it says, be mature. I don't think the word is perfect. I think that's a bad translation. I think I think I think I've looked at that before. I don't know. I, you don't quote me. I mean, the message the message uses something like that. Yeah, it be says mature. it says grow up. Yeah. yeah. Uh, live out your God created identity. It doesn't say live like don't yeah. be it doesn't say be perfect. It says grow up. Yeah. But yeah. I would turn it around. I like I would turn around a, a hypothetical and say somebody that was raised in a church that is fundamentalist and hateful. And Jesus wants you to hate and disdain others. And oh, I would, yeah. Well, I would but look, that's, that's still there's so that person grows up in that church. They see that hurt all the people they love. It hurts them. It drives them out of the church, and they say, "I don't want anything to do with Jesus." Like, what do you do with people like that? Are they rejecting Jesus? And I think a lot of times, a lot of the things that people are rejecting when they reject Jesus is not Jesus. They're rejecting some form of Jesus that we've created and imposed upon him on them. That's not is not who Jesus is at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And so that's, then that's what, on us. And we so, should feel well, a tremendous the, amount of guilt. Then, if but we those people are shit out of luck up up the creek without a power. I don't know if they are. But what I'm saying is like because they reject Jesus. Right. And if I, somebody was to come to them and say, well, that's not really who Jesus is. Jesus is this. Like, why? Why could just. I don't know. I could understand. I guess I'm trying to make the point of like, okay, yes, we should treat each other well, but it seems like it's not just that because I could be a person that relative to other people, I think we would also argue that nobody's perfect in that, but let's say relative to other people, I treat people pretty well. I don't think that's enough to get me into heaven because I'm going to fall short of that. Well, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. I'm not saying you're saying that, but I'm saying it's not just... It's not just treat each other well. Are you saying it's a faith in believing that I should treat each other well? No, I'm... I'm just trying to understand what you mean by Jesus. Because I agree with you. There are people that will preach a false God of Je- and name it Jesus for sure. I agree with that. Yeah. And then people reject it. I was in a class once yeah. with a a rabbi. What class and, was it? Uh, it was a world religions class. It we brought like in a basket bunch of, weaving. Or no, 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 no. It was a world religions class. So we brought in a rabbi, Bowling. brought in a, a Hindu priest, brought in a, 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 an imam, brought in a couple other faith leaders. And I asked the Jewish guy, like, what do you do with Jesus? And he said, 
you know, Jesus was a Jewish teacher of the law. Mm -hmm. And I said, but how about like when in Christianity we say he's God incarnate and the fulfillment of the law. And he said, let me ask you something. He said, if millions of people were murdered, millions of people who were like you were murdered in the name of Jesus, would you ever be able to accept that as the person you should follow or believe in or worship as a God? And I was flabbergasted. I don't mean you can't. I'd say, I've said I wouldn't. I don't blame you. All of that aside. How would he justify? Like we just did the last time we recorded this show, we told a story about the the Israelites coming into the promised land and they were murdering a bunch of people. Sure. But that, I'm not saying it's, it's okay. logically sound. Well, how did the Jewish guy, how would the Jewish guy respond to that? Or you didn't I don't know. If they question. were Palestinian, I didn't ask that question. If I was Palestinian and you guys came in and murdered all, and destroyed towns and cities and murdered people and women, like what am I supposed to do? He'd probably say, I wouldn't blame the Palestinians for not being Jewish. Like, I don't know. He might well, say something like that. Why, why would they be Jewish if that happened to them? But I believe that if there is something after this, right? If there's something after life, I'm hopeful there is. And any of us are there. The lens that I live my wife through is life. My wife through my life through is that it's because of what Jesus has done. And it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with the way I live my life. Right, it has yeah. nothing to do with what I believe. It has nothing to do with any of those things. It's simply because of God, if he's there being gracious and kind and creating a path for me into something after this. And so in the, and in the meantime, the essence of what it means to be a human being, to be a person the way that God intended us to be, is to take care of each other and take care of the world we live in. Like that was the divine mandate for the first people. I don't like disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But I'm, what I'm saying is, yes, that was, that's the mandate. Didn't work out very well. We're not particularly good at it. So God had to do something about it. Yeah. Which is why Jesus showed up. I mean. To set it all right again. Well, I mean, there's there's that, or that was God's plan all along. Well, who knows? I, it's really, I think it's really. I'm, I'm saying it's one or the other. That's fine. The end result is God does it. I don't know if it's part of the plan. I don't know if it's. I mean, I think it is, or it's like his original plan got messed up. Whatever it is, but I guess all I'm getting at, and I think we agree, is that it's not. It's not. It's 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 a both and. Right? Like you should act a certain way. You're going to fall short of that. And so this other thing has to happen for you to have eternal life or be with God or however you want to describe it in Abraham's bosom, whatever it is. You can't just get there by doing good things. Right? That's what I'm getting at. All, yeah. I don't, so that I don't disagree with you. And I would say that all of those, all of those ideas right of something being after this all of this being worth something all of this having a purpose is a part of the human experience and what we've always done as long as we can remember it we've made up or come up with stories oftentimes saying they were divinely revealed to us that gives our life purpose and meaning like people have done that forever as long as we can track it back they've come up with stories and almost all of them say it was some kind of divine revelation that gives our lives purpose. I'm saying I believe I choose Jesus as that lens for myself because 
it creates a path for me to have the fullest experience. At the beginning of this, we talked about what drives me and what, what wakes me up in the morning. Why do I keep doing these things? And it's because my best life is lived when I'm making the world around me a better place, the people's lives around me better. When I'm faithful to my friends, I'm faithful to my wife, I'm faithful to my children, and I'm faithful to my coworkers, I'm faithful to the, the people that, that we're working on their behalf is how I live my best life. There's a level of pragmatism to it for me, right? Because I don't know what comes next. I sure hope it's something. Right. But in my experiences, the best life I can live is by being as faithful as I possibly can to the people around me. Exactly. And I feel that might be the lesson right there. I mean, it's, you know, whether whether people believe God exists or not, I mean, as part of humanity being concerned showing compassion for others like can forward the civilization where like if we didn't have something that kind of kept us within certain boundaries you know i think that chaos would happen and like i think things would be over a lot sooner than if we have care for others and show that and whether or not there is a God or not. And I mean, a lot of people are like, well, you know, who's to say whether there's a God and, but just if we as humanity can love one another, I think that's part, part of the important part of it all. I mean, I don't disagree with you. I think most of us are, I mean, we're all sitting here and we're, people who are Christian or at least Christian ish in my case. Um, and a big part of that is happenstance, right? If I was born in another part of the world, there'd be no chance for me to be a Christian. Right. If I was, even if I was born here, but I was born into a family that was not Christian, I I wouldn't be a Christian. Yeah. Sure. There's some cases of people learning about Jesus and changing their faith and examples of that, but out of the billions and billions and billions of people on the earth right now, and the billions and billions and billions of people who have existed through all of history, it's a relatively small, I'd, I'd almost say it was probably minuscule group of people that, that changed their faith. And for most of human history until recently, people didn't change their faith on mass unless they were forced to, unless oh, they yeah. were put to the sword. So yeah. I'm just saying that on statistically speaking, us being Christian is, is based off of being born to parents who were in America that were Christian or at least in a Christian and a culture that is relatively open to Christianity. Yeah. And for a really long time up until recently was really close to anybody else that wasn't Christian. Right. It was like modern it's modern times that this country became open to anybody that wasn't a Christian. In what sense? Like in the last 200 years, like when the first people got here and they started the first people that were Christians that came over here, like they started murdering everybody that wasn't a Christian. Or forcing them at the sword to become Christian and adopt that lifestyle. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But there's also like like George Washington wrote letters like supporting Jewish communities and stuff like that. So there's one guy out of billions and billions. Of billions. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's statistically. Uh, well, yeah. Oh, history history is full of people forcing their beliefs on other people for sure. Yeah, on mass. Oh yeah, on mass. I was just so reading. Just... I was just reading today about like uh, India like since the 90s has gone through tremendous liberalization 
And then there was a Hindu-led movement, like a national Hindu nationalist movement. This was led by a religious group that was like this liberalism in India, like saying that, like our constitution saying we're going to benefit all Indians regardless of caste is horrible and an abomination according to our religion. And so they're trying to take over the government to enforce like their, whatever they say their culture is on other people. Sure. They started murdering Christians. Yeah. That happens all the time. Like that's, that's the history of the world is full of that for sure. Even now. So all I'm saying is, right. This is, I think this is where I was going with this. There is a very complex narrative here that is easy for us to, because of our experience separate from the reality of what it means to be a human being and it it gives our life purpose it gives our life purpose but in the the grander scheme of things it's 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 happenstance it gives your life purpose but is it true who knows Uh, who knows who knows if it's true well that's the scary part like you could you can gain purpose from anything sure yeah i know it's scary it's part of what's terrifying as a human being like I don't like I don't you I don't know if you guys have but I've had I still have on a regular basis like existential little existential mini crises where I'm like driving on the road and I'm like shit what if none of this is real like what does that what does that mean to me like you're in the matrix no just like yeah sure even that yeah the matrix f me up dude um but Maybe. not even that but like what I believe in and what I've based my life on like what if none of it what if none of it matters? Like, what if none of it is real? Uh, what if yeah, that's yeah. scary. You know what I mean? And, and, but isn't that part of being human too? So sure. You, and that's you why talk about part of being human. Yeah. Is that's finding... why we come up with the stories. Yeah. That's why we come up with the stories is because it's too scary not to have them. Yeah. But also yeah. like the interesting thing about crisis, he doesn't promise. So your life will have meaning, but he doesn't promise it's going to be pleasant. In fact, he promises the opposite. Well, and generally speaking, if I choose to live my life in faithfulness to others, it's going to cost me. Right. It's not going to, it's going to be painful. I'm going to have to give up what I want and what I need to give other people what they want and what they need. And it's going to be, it's going to be a sacrificial life. All of us in here can probably clearly point to uh, aspects of being a husband that run against, run against the grain of what we want to do. I don't know about you guys. I mean, it's not a huge sacrifice, but not like death or anything, but on a regular basis, I, I make what I want subservient to what my wife wants. Which is what I think is so important about being human and what makes us so different than every other creature in the world, because there isn't any other creature that would do something like that. I think there are, I think there are other creatures that sacrifice for the greater good. I think that's, I think there are other creatures that give themselves up to protect to protect the ones that are a part of their pack. You think about like a mama lion with cubs and a group of hyenas attacking them. That mama lion is, lion is going to put her life on the line to make sure that her little babies live. I think that's, yeah, that's I think part of that's an, an, an animal I mean, instinct. And there's an people instinct. that would argue that a lot of what we do in order to take care of our wives, take care of our children is rooted in that same animal instinct. Hide I, your wives, hide your children. <laughs> Um, what is, what do you think? Jeremy but I mean, Jam? It, but, it, but it would be so yeah. easy for us to say we're not going to do it. Where I think that animal instinct, it's harder for 
a mother lion to be like, oh, well, screw you, cubs. Go ahead. Have at it, coy- uh, you know, hyenas, coyotes type thing. Sure, because there's know? a lot of other things pulling at us than there are for the animals, right? I think like it's we have more a of a moral of- choice for a human. Like, there's there's a lot of despicable humans that don't defend their children. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I, again, just to – if we were to take this back to the story then, right, <clears throat> Jesus is – not abolishing law, but fulfilling the law would t- it takes on a different kind of tack. Saying you've got to be more righteous than the Pharisees takes on a little a little different feel, right? Not hating people in your heart or lusting after women, uh, objectifying women. I think you could even make right not not hating hate being hateful towards people, not objectifying women. Even the divorce one is in the Jewish culture would have been about objectifying women. Uh, like not doing those things to each other, um, you know, not having to like cover your tracks by making oaths or, you know, being a person who does what they say they're going to do. Like so all boils down to how we take care of each other. If we were all perfectly selfless, it would be a perfect world. Well, that's what we hope the new world is, right? That's what we, that's what we hope the new, the new Wasn't creation the new is. world is, is ruled by... Christopher Jesus, Columbus, I would think. <laughs> Christopher oh, Columbus. <laughs> that would not be ideal. It'd probably be ideal for Christopher Columbus and a few other people. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. my uh, my wife's been watching Sister Wives, and I'm I'm trying to talk her into uh, having a sister. Oh, no. having a sister. That sounds like a pain in the ass. Oh, it was God. in that show. It is. He starts out with four, and yeah. no spoiler alert. After like 17 seasons, he ends up with one. He's like, this is better. He's like, I don't, he's like, polygamy sucks, dude. I don't want to be a polygamist. (laughs) What do you think, Jeremy Jam? You've been pretty quiet. We talked, I don't know how many episodes ago, about the equality of sin. Uh, I think there's a little bit of that in there. When Jesus says, if you, you don't, you don't have to murder somebody. If you've hated them, you've committed murder. Yeah. And uh, whatever the other adultery, two. if you've yeah. like lusted after somebody, it's like adultery, yeah, right. And so, that I think that's part of why we'll never be perfect, perfectly selfless because we always have those thoughts. So, to like, but, so he's saying, All right, you need to be better than the Pharisees, you need to be like this, mm-hmm. and basically, the conclusion should be, You can't be like this, and the only way you can be like this, I guess, is because I am fulfilling the law. Yeah, well, through God's... Or you can be perceived as like this. Through God's grace and mercy. That's the only way. Well, and then the, 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 don't forget the second part of this is, is he says, I'm going to send you the, the spirit, the ghost. Yeah. I'm going to send you the Holy Ghost. Counselor. Right. Yeah, that's, but, gonna, that's going to nice. empower you to live this way. Um, Do you think when... Uh, so when the Holy Ghost dispense, descends upon the church... Like they, a dove. And they have the, like... Flaming, flaming tongue. Yeah. Do you think that's like the precursor of like the cartoons when the light bulb goes on and you got an idea? <laughs> Ding. I think that might be what it was. <laughs> like they didn't literally have flames. It was like, ooh, suddenly they got it. And I think like a flame. And then that became like a thing. And then later on, they're like, ooh, we're going to do a light bulb. Yeah, we don't yeah, have flames so like, anymore. So we have light bulbs. Yeah, and there was, the precursor and there was the light bulb was the, the candle. Like the awakening. So candles yeah, so there's candles. Down. I think it just may be a... Uh, I'm being serious. No, I think it just yeah. may be a th- And there was light. Yeah. I think it was I think it was like colorful language about like suddenly things became clear to them 
I don't think there was literally like flames on top of their heads. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. No. We'll I mean, there's a lot of context story. loss because we don't use the same like idioms and stuff. Mm-hmm. That maybe, they did maybe, there. maybe. Right. What's an idiom? Is that the right term? Maybe. Uh, Saying. Maybe Jesus didn't really. Maybe Jesus didn't really die on the cross. Maybe they just. No, I think know, he, I think of, that was true. There seems to be like I think that was right. Yeah. I don't know. I guess there, just maybe there wasn't even such a thing as a cross. I've never seen one on a church. You never seen a cross? No, on a church? they don't exist. I think it's made up. Um, I, I was spaghetti monster. I mean, I, I was thinking about the guy who wrote all this down. The guys, Matthews? yeah, the, the sten- guys, the stenographers the guys. that were out there with Jesus, yeah. you know, with the shouting from the mountain. Right, writing, writing, writing all this stuff down. I like mean, this, how much of this? Like the scene in Life of Brian. <laughs> well, are you, they weren't. They weren't there writing it down. Right. Nobody so, was there writing it down. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. So they wrote so, it down later. Yeah. So, yeah. so like, all right, you remember this part. Yeah. 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 Part. Well, that's the whole. It was point still pretty of, close. It was still pretty close. They were still the pretty who close got to Jesus. Blessed are the meek. He was like. Yeah. That's a whole. <laughs> that's a whole thing on uh, in Life of Brian. It's like a. It's like a commentary on interpretation. There's people like way. Have you seen it? Yeah. 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 Bits uh, and pieces. I haven't. Yeah. So before. Life of Brian. There's people like way back in the Sermon on the Mount, <laughs> and they can barely hear, and they're like. Did he just say, blessed are the meek? And then they're like, it's about time the meek got something. <laughs> and then and then someone's like, what did he say? Blessed are the cheesemakers. <laughs> and the cheesemakers are all like, yeah. And then yeah, some guy goes, and then some guy immediately tries to interpret. He's like, I don't think he's just talking about cheese. He's talking about anybody that works with dairy products. <laughs> <laughs> with a funny British accent. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he's referring British. that anyone that manufactures dairy products. <laughs> I'm a little sad that when I was doing the straight to jail, that you guys didn't pick up on that. Oh, uh, is this another TikTok or something? No, it's from Parks and Rec, and it's who's the Fred Armiston? Armist, Arm, from Armiston. 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 He was from, on Parks and Rec. Yeah, he had a guest role. This oh, is yeah, where, he did. where he does the. He's like a dictator. He's. This is. Where are the armed men who come in? Oh to yeah, that's right. Where are they? This kind of behavior is never tolerating in Boracay. <laughs> you shout like that, they they put you in jail. Right away. Oh, that's right. He no gives trial, you a no, no jail. Journalists, we have a special jail for journalists. <laughs> for You're stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail. Right away. <laughs> You're driving too fast, jail. Slow, jail. You're charging too high prices for uh, sweaters. Yeah, sweaters. Glasses. You right to jail. You undercook fish, believe it or not, jail. You overcook chicken, also jail. You undercook, overcook. You make an appointment with a dentist and you don't show up, believe it or not, jail. Right? <laughs> you have the best patients in the world. Because of jail. Because of jail. I remember that scene now. Yes. Yeah. That was like their sister city in some <laughs> other country, right? Yeah. <laughs> Fred Armisen's hilarious. Yeah, he's, yeah. Good he's, he's good. He's so weird, too. That's what makes mm. him so funny. There you go. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of Bible on the Rocks. Jeez. Brought to you by Summer's oh. Eve. <laughs> Douche. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Bible on the Rocks. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. A special thanks to our contributors, Brett Hinke, Ed Johnson, Josh Perius, Eric Smith, Jameson Stubbs, and Brent Henderson. Also contributing and doing sound editing is me, Jeremy Spittle. Finally, 
be sure to check out Spitfire's other podcast, Flushing It Out with Samantha Spittle. In Season 3, she's tackling the 12 shame triggers identified by Brene Brown by having conversations around each one. This has been a Spitfire production. That was the greatest thing I've ever heard.